All right, hold on, fellas. I think we just let me make sure we're broadcasting. Howie, welcome to the show, buddy. Everything good? We good to go? Yeah, uh, I think we've got a delay. Uh, just we'll have to be careful. Let's make sure everybody's uh, delay's not too bad. Uh, Coach, are you with us? I'm with you. All right. Uh, How you got a little delay on your end, but let's get started. Welcome to the Spania Football Show. And, of course, we're getting rolling towards football season, but this is kind of one of our last little breaks before we get going into football season. So we're going to run through some information. First of all, Howie, I'm going to take myself off camera for a second. You and Coach are going to talk about some promotions coming up and some fundraisers everybody got a chance to be part of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Coach, you, this is your off-season trying to raise money for the football program and everything. And the uh, first thing I like to talk about is the, uh, the round cards that you got on sale. Uh, uh, give a little insight about those and where they can get one of those if they're interested. Uh, we, we have a few left. I think I have about 40 or 50 cards left now. We've been running that for about three weeks now. Um, and, and I still have some here if you can contact me on Facebook or however you need to, but it's just a discount card. You got 10% off places like Hanniger, Smithley, you got, uh, Lamones at 10% off. So places like that around here, um, where people like to go eat and, and get stuff done. So, um, it's a good card this year. We've, we've got a lot of the same people doing it. <clears throat> we try to add some new ones every year. And this year it's been a really good one. We've, um, went from $20 on the card down to 10 and I, th- I think we've we've done a really good job of selling. The kids have done a good job of selling cards. and We've made a little bit, but it's really just a, to pay for spirit packs is all that's for, so help these kids with their spirit pack product and stuff like that, and they've done a good job selling. So if you need one, just contact me via Facebook or, or my phone or, or whatever. Just let me know. You kind of answered my second question. I was wondering if there's some type of motivation for the kids to get this sold, but I guess the parents is motivating the kids to sell them where they don't have to fork out the money for the spirit packs themselves. Right. We, we do that. And they're split up with coaches. Uh, four coaches have a team. There's a team about 10. And uh, them coaches, we have games all, all summer. So they add up points. So when a team gets a state dinner at the end of the summer and fundraising is part of the point so you get a point per card and then if you win the fundraiser you get 75 points in second place third place fourth place whatever it is but um we try to give incentives for them kids to get out and sell and, and they're competing with each other on on every team which which really helps our fundraising and, and we're all competitive out here so we like to talk a little smack on the, st- on the staff and and in the locker and we like to talk a little bit well that's good and we got a big fundraiser coming up in August, which is, is the uh, eighth annual Wing Fest. Uh, you know, maybe how people can get involved to help out, whatever needs to be done. Yeah, you can contact us via um, Facebook on our Sylvania football page. You can direct message me, um, Candy Smith, actually over it. Um, so you can also Facebook message her um, if you want to be a vendor. A vendor's $50 this year, so if you want a spot to sell, you know, whatever you sell, whether it be clothing or ICs or whatever it may be, 
Um, if you're a vendor that wants to be a part of it, just make sure you let us know and, and we'll get you a spot set up out there for Wing Fest. Um, and then if you want a ticket, we'll be starting selling tickets towards the end of this month. So be sure you get a ticket for Wing Fest and, and come out. It's a real, uh, last year was my first time being a part of it. really enjoyed it. A lot of people come out. Um, it's good to see the community out supporting Sylvania football. And um, it, excites, it excites me to see how many people come out and, and support um, our program, our football program in our school. So uh, we got a lot of people that support us and we try our best to be sure we put a product on the field that that reflects our community, which is uh, it's hard to do, but we, we work hard every day to, to put the best product we can out, I can promise you. Right. Um, you said Candy Smith is one contact about being a vendor. What if somebody wants to uh, participate in and cook some wings? How, is she the same, same one that they contact? Yes, same thing. Just contact the same people if you want to cook wings. Um, and we'll give you some wings to cook. See if, uh, you, see if you can cook the best wings. I think we have a few overall spots, whether it be the hottest wings. or um, I think we won – I forget which one we won, but we won one this past year. The coaching staff did, um, and we got a banner for it. And it's not—it's not set up either because the everybody says it must have been rigged because we won something. But just because we did. <laughs> now the they actually come in here and and did one of you guys actually was y'all a judge? Was either one of you judges? No. Y'all want to be judges? Y'all want to judge wings this year? You uh, are after the fat guy. Yeah, you're talking to two fat guys. You think we're going to say no? Okay. Y'all two are judges. So you come in here and you judge, and then you'll vote. You don't know who's is who, though. So um, We we can probably induce uh, Phil Harris from WQSB to join us that night, too. Oh, we can. We'll get get a good crew in there, that, and I'll let y'all know which one our wings are. (laughs) Okay. Just let me know. Yeah, back to the the vendors and all that. You know, if you need – Contact Candy Smith. Uh, it's on the Facebook page, Savannah Rams Football. Also, our number's on there, 256-605-9039. I'm putting that number out because it's on Facebook, so I, I don't think she'll mind. So contact her. It also says you're going to have a cornhole tournament, and I think you participated in last year. How did you do? How did I do last year? Me and Lee got stomped. There's some dudes up there that <laughs> I think that's all they do is play cornhole or something. I don't know. I, I consider myself pretty good. Every now and then, cornholer. Um, uh, probably won't. I'll probably get my money away up there. I don't know, but it's. I'll play because I enjoy cornhole. But there's. Um, they do a good job putting a little tournament on up there. And, um, it's fun. So come out, play cornhole. We're going to try to hopefully uh, get some horseshoes together, maybe play some horseshoes. That's. That'd be more up y'all's alley. Horseshoes? Did y'all play horseshoes? No. Nope. We, we just we're we, we, Maybe if you had a wing eating contest, we might could uh we might could participate in that. But uh yeah, that that'd be about it. Hey coach, we yeah. thought about setting up a camera and letting folks uh record videos, little parrot videos that we can show here as part of our intro into our weekly show too. So we might look at bringing our equipment down and just if anybody wants to record it get in front of the camera and we'll record them and then use their videos as part of our intros when we get rolling on the Savannah Foot Weekly Savannah Football Show. Bring it on. We'll get Coach Wilson first. 
Yeah, that <laughs> one would be good. We want John Seals too, because we just John like to see Seals. Him. We mm. just like for him to be humble. I ain't gonna tell him what he'll say. You'll have to. You have to edit that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch. So yeah. Uh, uh, the Cornhole Tournament, uh, contact Dylan Darwin at 256-638-5422. Uh, so, you know, uh, I've bought tickets every year, but last year was my first time to ever go. I normally give the tickets out to family members, and uh, I'm really upset that I haven't been to the years past because if last year was any indication, it's, it's a great event. Uh, it gets community together and see a lot of people I saw in many, many years. Yep. Yeah, we're excited. We want everyone to come out. Um, again, it's one of the trying to cut down on the amount of fundraisers we do. Um, but we need Wingfest to be big, and we need we need you to come out and support us. It takes a lot of money, and uh, to run this football program, any football program for that matter, with the the equipment we're trying to provide our athletes with, it, it takes money. And um, so we need you to come out, support us, have a good time, but at the same time, know you're supporting their football team, and we're very thankful that you're coming out and being part of Wingfest. Now, it, on the web page, it says it's $15 a ticket. Is that going to be accurate? $15 a ticket. Yes, sir. $15 a ticket, 16 wings. You can't beat that deal nowhere. No, it's less than a dollar a wing. You can't, you can't go anywhere around here and get get that price. Absolutely right. And all the coaching staff, they're helping out as well with, uh, I guess, with football players as well. Sir? Uh, all the coaching staff and football players. There's be there during the uh, wing fest up and out. And coaches were actually cooking. Yeah, so okay. we'll be cooking. The players will be around um, out there helping do things as well. So, And if I'm mistaken, I think last year you, you introduced all the players uh, before the wing fest actually started. That's, that's no, a cool thing. Pee Wee and Varsity, correct? I think so. And yeah, we'll that's, do something similar this year. Yeah, that's great by getting, you know, letting everybody know who the players are going to be because from time to time, from year to year, players will swap numbers. When when a senior graduates, the number comes available and they may want to swap. So it kind of gives them an idea to who to be looking for out there. Right. Yeah. And so we'll do something very similar today or this, this year. So um, get there a little early, maybe right at the start so you can hear, hear their names coming out. Right. So, you know, that's that's a big event. It's going to be August the 6th from 5 to – says 5 to 8, but I, I know last year it lasted a little bit longer than that. But uh, five, 5 to 8, Sylvania football field. We got it scrolling at the bottom of the thing, at the bottom of the screen right there. Uh, do you have any other fundraisers that's coming up? No, we're, we actually just finished up where we're finishing up discount cards. We'll do Wing Fest, and then the Air Nets one won't be again until the $10,000 draw next spring. So. Um, this one ends it up for us, so we're really promoting it and want, want it to be big again this year and make a little bit of money to, again, support our players. Right, and uh, they deserve it. You deserve it, Coach, and, you know, it's great to have the community to come out because you get uh, not only is it just people from Savannah, but it's people from all of the and Jackson County that right. comes out and supports this. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal, and I think it's – you don't understand how big it is to actually go to one and, and be a part of it and see everyone out. So it's a it's a good thing and and hopefully we keep it going for a long time. 
Yeah, like I said, last year was the first one I went to, and I'm disappointed that I hadn't been to some of the others. Uh, and so it's it's a great cause for you know for a great program, and uh, you got everything heading in the right direction there at Savannah Coaching. I know a lot of people, pretty much everybody's excited for what you're bringing to the table. I hope so, Jason. <laughs> we got a we got a lot of work to do. It's uh, ups and downs, uh, things people don't see behind the scenes that uh, sometimes just some days are tougher than others. It's just like everybody's job. Um, but I love it here. I love these kids. They work hard every day. There's, there's no doubt about that. There's no lack of work from them every day. And so we're just trying to get better and, and we're excited about the fall. We, we think we have an opportunity to do something good. We're going to be young. Uh, we're young. I think we only had six seniors, so we're really young. Um, that's not going to be an excuse. We got to find a way to win football games. And talking about working hard and all that, let's go ahead and get into the summer program. Um, what uh, you know, what has uh, impressed you so far about the summer so far? Our attendance has been really well, um, really good. Uh, we, everybody's showing up every day. You know, you got guys that go on vacation. I'm all for that. I don't want to go on vacation, big kids. And that's why we come in in the morning. I want to get them up out of bed, get them worked out, and then let them go be kids and, and get up. Normally they're out of out of this field house before a lot of the kids are up out of bed for the summer. So uh, they're not missing anything <clears throat> when it comes to that aspect. But I've been really impressed with, with our attendance this year. Not a lot of people's having to make up a lot. You know, you have one or two guys, younger guys, sometimes struggle to get here that, you have to send a message to it pretty early because we have set rules out. You know, you, you need to be here. It's, this is varsity football, and, and if you don't have a ride, you have my phone number, so um, you need to get here. But we, you always have a few guys that struggle sometimes. Like we had one guy last year that struggled a lot to get here in the summer, and he's missed one day this this summer that we've had so far, and it was a very reasonable reason. Didn't mean he, he made it up. He's gonna make it up, but. Um, he's done a really good job being here, and, and I'm, I'm really excited about the direction he's going. He's only a sophomore, so. But we got a lot of guys that, that are showing up and, and working. You know, it's one of our non-negotiables is, is attendance, but it's not necessarily just being here. It's actually showing up ready to, to work, and, and they're doing a really good job of that. And I'm excited about this group. So right. have your numbers, have your numbers right. increased some since uh, you've taken over this summer uh last year you kind of came in around this time so have you seen the numbers numbers kind of increase any since they've got to know you uh we've we've increased like as far as from where we was a year ago we're at 41 kids currently uh you know we we've lost some players um you know we've we lost a really good running back and and that's just part of part of the sport man it's just it's hard and and i think that I ain't gonna say anything out of line, but I think that the that where we're at in society right now is is changing football. Like I'm not gonna change who I am. I'm not gonna change my roles. I'm not gonna change anything that we do to a piece to a player. So, um, and it, it, I don't, it's tough. It's tough. You know, you got kids that have it rough, and and I understand that. And they, I try to help them as much as I can, but at the same time. Uh, we got rules and we have structure, and, and I need you to be bought in completely to that. And so we have a rule that if you quit, 
you can't come back this year. So gotta wait till January to come back. So that's it don't matter if you come back next week and try to come back. That's just that's just a rule. You turn your nameplate in and quit and you're done. Uh, just, just, and we, we've had one or two do that up to this point, and it won't be the last one to do it. Um, that's for sure. Um, but to run a program, I believe, in my opinion, you have to do it the right way, and sometimes the right way. Um, some days it's tough. Like I said, we losing a good running back wasn't easy on me, but at the same time, we're going to win with the guys we've got in the locker room. So they're the ones who want to be here every day. They're the ones I want to be here every day. Um, and then the, the ones that go to work. So I'm going to go to work with them. We're going to find ways to win football games. And I'm proud of them. Um, but our numbers, I expect them to go down more to I'm hoping to keep 37, 38. Because, look, summer's tough. It's not easy. Your buddies are your buddies are not playing football. They're probably at a pool or at a lake or doing something fun um, in the mornings and or whatever it may be. Like, uh and you're working your tail off. That's why, you know, it takes something to be a football player. It, you have to have something about you. And I don't think the direction we're going society-wise that it's helping the game of football. And I won't get on that rant. I didn't mean to turn it. But. All right, Coach. Well, how we get us through the summer a little bit. And, uh, hey, if you're watching and you're wondering <clears> – <throat> why it says braves update yeah i did put the wrong data on the uh show tonight so this is of course the sylvania round football show uh coach let's get into the fall a little bit some mm -hmm. things we talked about the first one of the big things you've got going this fall is and it i imagine you've got a timeline for it let's talk about the quarterback battle and what kind of timeline you're going to put on it Quarterback battle's going good. The two guys are working really hard. All the quarterbacks are working hard. And, uh, you know, there's one guy, they're getting close to the same amount of reps, you know, half and half. Um, we got one maybe pulling pulling ahead just because the other one really wants to play receiver more so. And But the one that wants the quarterback spot has done a really good job, really good job. He's, he's throwing the ball really well. He's really surprised me. I'm excited. I'm excited about what he's going to bring to the table with his legs and his and his arm. And, uh, you know, and that's Jackson Smith. And then Josh Scott's done a really good job throwing the football. And um, I mean, we ju we just got to, you know, I think right now a big deal is is one's got more of a knows the offense better because he was at that position longer. And um, one loves quarterback. One likes it if that makes sense but uh no I, I think i think right now it's almost close to being to be honest with you kind of being decided because because he's done such a good job of jack's done such a good job of working this winter and, and learning the offense better and he's done a good job so far this summer the team's responding to him really well um you know, but, but Josh, if he's not a quarterback, like I told y'all before, he's at a receiver. Like he was getting some first team reps at receiver today. Um, they don't phase any of them. They they just want to be in a spot to help this team win. It doesn't matter where it's at. It doesn't matter what they're doing. They just want want to contribute to the team, and that's what I love about them. It could be the other way around, and Josh could be getting the majority of the reps, and Jack's at receiver, and their mindset and their attitude and the way they carry themselves would be completely the same. That's what I love about them kids. 
So uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, they're still battling, and you know, Jags might go out there tomorrow and you know, make me mad or something, look terrible, and, and Josh yeah. might do a really good job and change my mind. I don't foresee that happening though, because Jags really has done a really good job of not only winning the team over, but just just doing what he's supposed to do every day. And Josh has too, um, you know, but I think Josh, Josh has actually come to me and he's, he's really wanting to play with some receiver as well. So kind of all works out the same, you know, it kind of all works out, works itself out. They just, like I said, they want to contribute to the team, but um, spring went really well for both of them and they both got a lot of reps. Coach, you you almost have to have two at that position, though, because yeah, yeah, that's what that's that's right. That's what we uh, Josh is still getting a lot of reps there, and, and Griffin Turner, uh, he's a young guy, a bit sophomore. He's he he's took a, a big step from his freshman sophomore year. He's throwing the ball really well, and he's making much better reads than he did last year. And his his hands got bigger. He was a smaller kid last year. He's put on some weight. He, he looks better. He's throwing the ball better. Um, who knows what next year may hold? He might yeah. show up as a junior and, and try to win the spot next year. You never know. And then freshman Eli Trotman, and uh, we got guys that that want to play the position that work hard. And you can't have enough quarterbacks on the team. And I, and I think once once I get them in here in the meet room, like they want to play quarterback. But once we get on the board, and you have to understand everything you have to know, need to know as a quarterback. It ain't all about ain't all about throwing the football. It's, you got a lot of you got calls. You got to make pre-snap. You got to call out guys that we we've got to work to. You got your running back needs to know where he's going. So most of the time he's going to ask me because um, they're shout running backs are where I've been. <laughs> yeah, um, quarterback's got a million things going on pre-snap, not counting what's going on post-snap. So, um, and I think after a few meetings in here, it, it don't take long to realize you know what this this is way more than and how far I can throw it and how accurate I can throw it. It's, I have to know the offense. And you, you almost answered my next question just then, but I just want to expand it just a little more. How much is a quarterback's ability in the huddle and to make kids buy into him and make kids believe part of the same competition? I don't know if competition is right, the right word, but – that ability that brings something to the table, and I don't know if that's something you can teach them, Coach Van. No, it's not. You got it's it's hard to change uh, an attitude, so to speak, a lot of times. And you have different types of guys in your locker room, and, and you got different types of guys right now. I've got a couple of young guys that I'm working on trying to get them more. Like when you you mess up, it's okay. Um, don't. Hit yourself in the helmet. Don't get mad like you've messed up. You can't change the mess up. It's done. Like, stop getting mad. Worry about making it right the next play because you can't change it. You just just messed the play up. And we got guys still getting mad, and, and I still got to talk to them. And hopefully, it don't come to more than just talking to them. I ain't got to run it out of them. And they're doing a really good job of of learning that way. But you got guys like that that are over emotional. Them guys that are just they wear their emotion on their sleeve. And then you got the guys like Jax, for example, because I brag on his attitude and stuff a lot. Um, that's even kill. I mean, he could throw a touchdown and you'd think he just – he could tell a difference that he 
him to throw a pick and a, and a touchdown in his mindset. He's just he's there. He's on this level, and um, you can't teach that. Um, that's kind of just his personality. If you know Jax, he's kind of just an even kill, um, get it done type of guy, and, and he's uh, he's really done a great job winning that the football team over, in my opinion. And you know. It has nothing to do with the way Josh handled himself. I think it just has more to do with Jax was in it a year. Josh got no reps, and, and Jax has done a – I can't brag on him enough about how much work he's done with throwing the football. Um, so I'm excited about what he's going to be able to do this fall. And Josh, again, has to do a lot of work because he has to be ready to come in. And yeah. Like he's got to be ready to come in because anything can happen. He, something could happen, play one. Um, and you've got to be – you've got to have enough reps and enough – Enough about you that you that you're ready to take that spot. So, I was at a uh, Tennessee UCLA game where a starting quarterback sat for five years and played four snaps after setting five years for his chance and got his knee turned the wrong way, didn't play again. So, five years for four snaps, it can happen. Unfortunately, Howie, I'll come to you after this question with a follow up, but. I guess I spent a lot of my time on the sidelines when I first started with doing games and, and listening to it, Coach. There is nothing more interesting to me than exactly what you talked about. When you talk to your quarterback um, on the sideline, you know, even if you take a timeout or your pre-series and stuff, how much information are you relaying to that kid at that point? That's a tough question. It, it really depends on, on what's taking place in the game, of course. But I try not to over overwhelm them with information on the sideline. I, I try to just go and, and it's the kid, too, how much right. he can process. Right, correct. So it's normally uh, I try to relay it back to what we've done in practice always, especially if it's nothing new. But then if you have new information – and I try to relay it real quickly back to something we've done that's very similar. And yeah, then, good, and good point. It at that. And then I try not to to do say too much to them unless it's something that really needs coached up on, on that previous position. A lot of times, like last year, I got Brody. He didn't play defense, so I got to talk to him a lot. Uh, Jax will play a little bit more defense than Brody did, but I still get a lot of time talking to Jax and showing him some stuff on the iPad, and that's it. That's a big deal, too, is we have video during the game that I can show them that, hey, this is how they're playing so-and-so. I can give them a visual of it rather than just explain it, which is a big deal um, for us. Uh, but, the, it, it's again, it's, it's tough because you don't want to put too much on them and you don't want to tell them what not to do. I learned that very quick uh, in my coaching career is uh, don't tell them what you, you don't want them to do because they're going to do what you just said not to do. Yes. Uh, it's like, I heard Nick Saban talking about um, you don't go out there and tell a pitcher throw it. Don't leave it inside. Don't leave it inside. He's good inside. He can hit the ball inside. He's going he's to hit it out of the park. Don't tell him that because the first pitch, he's going to leave it inside because in his head, he's thinking, hey, I can't leave it inside. So, so in turn, what he's saying is, go turn telling him, hey, we need to pitch outside right here, pitch away. So that's all that's in his mind pitch away and the inside's not not out there so i try to take that in a lot like don't tell them what not to do because a lot of times it puts it in their head like I, I told leo kirby last year in a playing you game he was running out and it was late in the game we're winning by a lot and i'm like hey just don't fumble football right here don't fumble um 
first play fumbled. Just told him not to, and and, and I was mad and more mad at myself because I was like, mm, I knew better than that. I, I told myself that a lot, and I still most upset it. So uh, that's just an example for me. And I said it, and he did it, and you know, I may not have anything to do with it, but but in my brain, it did. Coach, I, I've been calling games for 30 years, and I never foreshadow anything bad because every time I do, it happens. If we're up one late in the game and I say, well, the only way they could win is for us to turn the football over, we'll turn it over the next play. So I, I'm, I call myself the jinx. How you got anything to follow up on the quarterback battle? No, not at all. My, my next question is going to be as far as battles of positions. Is there any that – came to you that you're like you thought it was a guarantee starter but then somebody has kind of came in and stepped up and made you second thing well maybe going on here for that position how oh, you broke That's, up a little bit but i think i understood uh, any uh, did you get him coach i think so he's just asking okay. about anybody stepping up that's surprising you about maybe taking a position or turning into a battle that you thought that would be a for sure starter Right for that position, we already had a for sure starter in our head, and somebody stepped up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got you. Uh, let's, oof, let's sneeze. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would say so. We have we have a few young freshmen that that's buying to get on the field. Um, some that are really really talented kids that are working their tail off and hadn't missed. You know. Uh, somebody I brag on should brag on a little bit more is Travis Owens, an outside linebacker. He's he, he will be as a freshman one of the harder hitters on the team and very physical body. We just got to he's just got to get it right here of what he needs to do as far as reads and um, and it's the point where you know I thought maybe maybe the guy in front of him has it sealed and and you know Travis will just step in and help. We need to break, but, but Travis is really working hard trying to find a way on the field. We got a few freshmen trying to find their way on the field um, that are pushing pushing some starters, and and I think it's very good for competition, um, really good for competition. So uh, I I am going too much detail on that. There's a few positions actually that that we as a staff are talking about that could go a couple different ways, uh, and it, and some of it just depends on the scheme we do on defense, like. If, whether we're in Bama or Gold or four three three four, whatever we're in, um, that can dictate who's on the field as well and the starters. But, but we have a few freshmen that's really stood out to me, and, and uh, one kid that moved in from Fort Payne that's really done. Um, Clayton Brown's his name. He's uh, I think he was a January transfer. He's done a really good job working out, and I didn't know. What we had, I just know that when we get out there on the field, he's done a good job of trying to pick up some stuff. He's a very athletic kid, uh, and, and I'm excited about it. Again, he's in that freshman class. We're going to be a sophomore now, so that sophomore class is a big class full of skill, and uh, he just adds to it. So. Coach, uh, good question, Howie. I'm going to skip ahead one question here. I want to talk about that competition. Um I think that's something that fans hear coaches say and they don't understand why that's so important for you to get better. Um, why is it so important for you to have 
your right guard being pushed by your backup guard or why you don't know who's going to play left, who's going to play right. It really does something in practice. Does it, I mean, it's completely different. When you know that your spot is on the line, you're going to work that much harder to be sure that you get that spot and take that spot. You really want to play. Um, it weeds out people who really don't want to be out there. Competition weeds them out. Uh, competition really narrows down who actually wants to be there and wants to work hard. And then, so then when you get out there, on, like if I'm a if I'm a guy that's competing for a spot, I'll wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, man, I really don't feel good this morning. I think I'm gonna test coach. But if I do that, that guy's gonna get more else than me. I need to be there. I need to compete on the field. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. On the field, uh, competition, you, you get more out of them. You, do, you really do. It's, you, people wonder why Bama is so good. You got That's five it. that are in second group. They know they're they're a play away from getting their spot taken if they can't learn something. Uh, if we get, like, so, so not only physically do you have to be able to compete with them, but now if I'm on the same spectrum as, as the guy that's behind me, like I need to know it better than him. I need to learn it. I need to so it's competition, you can't beat it. And we have the opportunity right the, right now that we have a competition in a lot of spots. Um I'm gonna put the best guy on the field that I feel like's been there. They're there every day. So that's another one. If you're if you're close and you're missing some days, like that guy's gonna get more reps and essentially that guy's gonna play. Um, but I'm gonna put the eleven out there that I feel like gives us the best chance to win. And so compete, win a spot. Uh, and we have a bunch of rotators too, and I think that's a big deal. So we got a bunch of guys that can rotate in and play and they will. Um, but to answer your question though, competition breeds success. And, and it happens in a lot of ways, uh, from the weight room to the field. To... You know, there have been times that the second-best team in the SEC might have been Alabama's second team. <laughs> and I think everybody else kind of caught up with them the last few years. But there was a period, 2012 through 2015, that I'm, I'm pretty sure that Alabama's second team could have been second or third in the conference. How are you going to follow up to that? No. It'd be like if you, it'd be like if you had a job and a uh, supervisor job, and you and your coworkers, you know, trying to both get that job. Like you're gonna do your job way better than you did the previous six months. Guarantee you for that three weeks up to that interview. <laughs> so, uh, I love competition's awesome. We got it right now. So. That's that's great. All right, coach. I'm gonna. Uh, this is almost a tiny sounding question, but I think it's about, I think it's important. What, after year one, will you change about game week? Um, I, I know, I know I, I've, I've worked with two different coaches. One had the most dull pregame opening. They came out, they did the same 10 jumping jacks, the same 10 toe touches. They run the same five plays. He told everybody to get to the locker room, and that was their pregame. I was with another coach. God bless his heart. <laughs> Pre-game warm-up looked like a spectacular Super Bowl halftime, and he was like, oh, it makes the other team. Is there anything about game day that you want to change this year so far? Or you go into the year thinking, 
you know, I'm going to prep this just a little different. Uh, I'm pretty, <laughs> I like to keep stuff, a lot of stuff that I feel like if it's not broke, I try not to change it. I like the way we do right now on game day. Um, the only thing that I would like to do a little better job of is get them out, just some skilled guys and some quarterbacks out just right before bringing them a little earlier. Good point. Um, to get warmed up and then come back in and then go right back out. Uh, maybe, you know, be out in their, in their, just their pants and cut off and then get warmed up real quick and come back in. That way we don't have to spend as much time with the quarterbacks of just throwing. Um, we just go straight into pack and go on some other stuff. Uh, that's one thing I want to incorporate. But everything else is going to be pretty much the same. I, I like how we do it. Um, kids, kids seem to enjoy how we do it. And uh, we'll probably keep game day the same. Game week will be a little different. So we're going morning. Like a lot of times we practice, you know, we practice after school like everybody Monday through Wednesday. Um, but this year on walk through day, uh, a lot of it may come before school um, or first period or depending on – Oh, we got we got some guys who are we got some guys who homeschool, so they they may have a job to seventh period. So if we have one or two guys that do that, we may just have to keep walking through the same. That's something I'm still still looking at have to walk through after school. Uh, I like to get it done in the morning, but but I also understand we have a few kids that are homeschool that have to work, and I get it. I'm not going. I'm not going for that. Is that so? They on Friday on Thursday night, coach. They can get home and. Relax and kind of. Yeah, I try to get them off their feet max hours. So I'm getting them, uh, like we're getting, right now we're getting them off their feet for 28 hours, 30 hours um, before up to game day at normal walkthrough. Uh, but now if we can move that to the morning, somehow we're, we're adding, what was it, another 10 hours, eight hours, nine hours that's, yeah. that they're off their feet. Um, resting is something that, that I feel like is important. Uh, that's like, Mondays are one of our longer days. We never go over. We're never going to go over two hours this year, like during the practice. Um, but Mondays are two hours. Tuesdays is, is more like an hour fifty-five, hour fifty. I don't cut too much. But Wednesday cuts to about an hour and a half, um, almost an hour twenty. Like we cut a lot off, and then Thursdays less than an hour. Um, and we kind of changed a little bit how we're going to practice, but it, everything's got to be up tempo. We're going to do it in two hours. One's going to blow on time. When that one blows, you got to go to the next drill. And we do our conditioning more so during practice, so how fast you move to a drill. But then you're getting – we've got a lot of coaches, so we can kind of have a JV group and a horsey group going. So they're getting max reps during that time frame. So uh, that's, that's another big thing we're changing – during the week is how we practice and, and the tempo that we practice at. We want to be up tempo on offense. We want to practice up tempo all year. We started that this summer. We've done a really good job today, um, all summer really, of, of how we practice. But it's really going to speed up for them in fall camp. So, yeah, I heard Josh Hopple, who Tennessee runs, just led the nations and plays run last year. His philosophy was in practice. You even have to. You even have to get you. You have to emphasize that play at game speed if you want to go that fast, even in practice. So it doesn't leave. You got about a five or ten second window to coach, really, coach, don't you? Right. Yeah. That, and then you got to coach off film. So it's like I, I tell the coaches that today, and I get out there and uh, I catch myself almost stopping, 
after the play, like very first play, like I want to coach every single play because I'll see something that's fixed. Um, but I got I, I, I told myself when I was able to to allow it to happen and tell them on the fly that way that I could you know, hit it again on film so they could see it on film. But we try to coach everything off film. You know, you have your indie, you have your everyday drill indie, and then you have a full indie um, prep. Like you have that time to coach your kids and, and prepare them. You have an inside period where you can, you know, you can stop and coach for a second. But when we go team stuff, we're trying to get as many reps as we can get in in that team period, and we're trying to do it at the, the fastest pace that we can probably have that's possible. So, um, and we ain't even started a NASCAR series yet because we we got something that we're not. It's gonna be given a number, and we're gonna snap the ball and go. And we ain't even started that yet, so. Um, we're going to see how fast we can go and try to catch people, people napping. You're going to get, you get, if you get on a team and you're running it down their throat, the worst, they don't like to see a team get right back up there and do it again. They're ready, they're ready for a 15 second break. Um, we're not going to give them that 15 second break. We're going to hit them as fast as we can hit them. As soon as the ref puts it down, the ball ain't snapped within three seconds. We've done the NASCAR series wrong. So, Coach, that brings up how y'all come to you at the. I was coming to you, but I brings up a great co- question, Coach. Do you have to deal with, um, you know, at, at some of the other levels when you go that fast, teams teams will try other stuff to slow you down. Do you ever have to deal with twenty seven cramps and thirty plays or, or not yet? Not, not yet. Because yeah, we invented the speed that I want to play with during the game. Yeah, we've been pretty quick on it. We've, we've got up there a little bit, but um, we want to play fast, and our normal tempo is I want to snap it within the first 12 to 15 seconds on the play clock. You know, um, our NASCAR should be within, like I said, the first three, four seconds of the play clock. But then then we have the opportunity when we want to slow down, we can slow down. Um, so we got to practice all three of them phases um, during the team period. But I, no, we ain't went to the NASCAR good enough yet to, to see that happening, but I bet it will. I bet it will. Matter of fact, we probably need to put a signal in to do that just in case somebody does that to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, Coach, do you, have a, do you have a target of plays you want to run? Do you want to get up in the 60s, 70s, or do you just that, – that works its way out? I try, we, try, we try to get over 60s and closer to 70s every time. Uh, if you're snapping the ball that many times, chances are you're winning the football game. Um, your, defense, your defense is off the field. Your offense is on the field. Um, and as long as you're not turning the ball over, you, sh- you should be all right. And I, I, I don't know if you – Howie will come to you. Be ready. But I don't know if you can sit. But you just you talking, Coach. I got goosebumps. I'm ready to go. Ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. I wish, Howie Chaney. I wish we played tomorrow. Howie Chaney, what you, what you got, buddy? Yeah, Coach, I, you know, Randy kind of jumped the gun on me a little bit. I was curious about are you changing anything up during the summer, not necessarily pregame or game day, are you changing anything up during the summer to make it more – I know it's all business, but also make it uh, a little bit more fun for the players. Yeah, we 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 try we, – we do games. We haven't done any yet. We're doing them this week. We're going to do some games this week, probably tomorrow, so – for our team games, but we normally, we, we do games like that. Uh, we cut last year in June, we was on the field, Lord, uh, 
after workouts, probably an hour and 25, hour and 15 minutes last year um, because we had so much install to do. Um, I was putting in a new offense. We was doing everything that was new. I talked to them about inside zone and how we're going to block inside zone. I look at you like you had three heads. I mean, yeah. you, what are you talking about? Um, you, they've done it some, but they didn't block it exactly how we block it. Um, but you got – uh, to this point now, we're out there at 920 in the morning. We're off at 10. So we're at 40 minutes, um, and we're getting max reps that we can get in in 40 minutes. So that's part's changed. I get them out in 40 minutes. When we hit the field, they know they're out 40 minutes. And when we go to practice in the fall, they get two hours. They know they're out two hours. Give me everything you got two hours. I don't believe that you get anything out of a kid at two hours. That's my belief. I've read, some, read up on it a good bit, but uh, I – I relate it back to when I played when I was out there a long time. You kind of lose focus a little bit. You know, your your mind starts wanting everything else that's going on. Um, and then if you run the same play over and over 1,900 times, I'm sure it's going to get a little bit better. Uh, we're moving on. We're going to re-rep it once or twice, and we're going to try to get better at it. Um, we're going to watch it on film and try to get better at it for the next day because if I'm repping, for example, Arizona or inside zone, 1500 times that meant I'm, I'm neglecting the other other run plays that we got so tomorrow when we mess up on Oregon I can be mad about that run it 1500 times uh, and we're neglecting every other run play that we're doing so we try to fix a lot off film and we've changed like as far as having a little bit more fun in summer we're, we've got some stuff planned later in summer for them so um, I'm ready to surprise them with some of that stuff so so on your practices and everything, do you you're talking about on film? You record the practices, watch it back, and then do you actually bring them in to show them the film where they messed up at, or you just verbally say, "Hey, this is what." Well, in fall camp, we 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 watch film every day as part of our athletics. We we got half in the weight room, half in the film, and then we rotate that. Um, right now, in the summer, it's going to be once a week. Like we haven't showed them any film this week. Um, we're going to show them film of this week, next week, if that makes sense, on mm -hmm. starting Monday. Uh, and what we do is we take them four practices, their four summer clips that we have. Um, we pick the good out of it. We pick the bad out of it. We clip them together. We show what we need to fix. We show what we've done really good. But, hey, we need to get better at so-and-so. Even though this was good, we can do this better. And we try to clip everything together. Um, so we ain't going through 59 clips, and we're showing them maybe – five to ten minutes worth of film. Um, it may take you 15 minutes to show it, but we try not to be in the film room longer than 15 minutes because, again, you get the same thing. Lights are off, cameras on, film's on. You're talking to them. Um, you, you'll have some teenagers clock out after 10 minutes. That's just that's just how they are. That's just um, – they, they won't clock out a TikTok after 10 minutes. But if you get some football on there and you start getting on to them about what they've done, they're clocking out after 10, 15 minutes. But we clipped it down to where they can see that, and then we'll do the same thing weekly. So it's more weekly in the summer uh, because I want them out of here. I want them out of here by 10 o'clock. I don't want – they get here at 8, 15. I want them out by 10. Like, I want them gone. I want them to enjoy their summer. Um, and if I had film time in there, I'm going to be taken away from something else. So I try to only add film time in there about once a week. So, um, but in the summer or fall, it's every, it's an everyday occurrence. We're watching the previous practice. Coach, um, 
any changes in the staff or is the staff basically year two remaining the same? Yeah, we lost, we lost a guy. Uh, Coach Richards took a job at Plainview. Um, that's where he's from. Uh, we're happy for him if that's where he wants to be. We want him to be happy. And, uh, he done a really good job while he was here. We're going to miss him. Uh, but we're going to move on. And we're going to get better. We're going to uh, hire somebody in this on do, do a good job as well, hopefully. And so, you know, we got, we got guys in, on staff that's stepping up right now. And, and actually one that's probably going to, end up taking over, but it, it is what it is. Turnover happens, and, you know, Coach Richards, he's from there. That's where he wants to be. Um, it stinks. It's their biggest rival. Um, I'm not going I'm, to talk too much on it. No. So. Coach, what do you find new coaches? Are they previous relationships? Maybe somebody you played with or coached against? or uh, I mean, it seems like Seems like it, you know, finding a good assistant would be mainly about relationships you've built. Maybe when you not work the head coach at Sylvania. It is, and I, I've contacted a, a lot of guys. Um, talked to a bunch of guys, and, and and thought I've had a few, and then they fell through. Um, you know, it's tough to it's tough to match money. Right. It's tough to. You know, when, when you start moving, it's start hiring guys in. It money's a big deal. You know, yeah, you want to go coaching, you want to win football games, you want to be a part of a program, but at the same time, you got to take care of your family, and, and everything's got to match up. So it's really difficult to, to hire at the high school level. So sometimes you have to open that job up and get applicants in, and then you get you get guys you don't know, and then you have to call people. I'm one that I'll call. I'll call around and ask about people because I want I want to know um, when you let somebody on your staff. Uh, to me, it's a big deal because you don't want a guy that's going to stab you in the back. You don't want a guy who's going to uh, you you want someone you can trust in that room. There. And that's why a lot of times people complain about or say you know head coaches are going to hire people that they know. Well, that's why. That's exactly why they want somebody they can trust. Um, and, and I get it. I used to wonder that when I was assistant coach as well. And I, I had a head coach tell me that that was the reason he does that, but I still didn't know someone, man, well, he's a good coach. Like, um, I want him to come here and play, you know, hire and give him a chance, you know, and, and at the same time, he's going to hire somebody that he knows. And I didn't understand it then, but it didn't take me long once, once I got a head coaching job to understand why, like you need people you can trust count on and uh, Richards was one of them that I can trust and count on and every guy in there right now somebody I can trust and count on I trust everyone I'm in there but it stinks when you replace them because now you're going to if you hire out that you don't know you put somebody in that room that that you've got to get to know and and so it's tough iron's tough hiring's not an easy easy job and um, but I think I think we may have all this settled and, and everything's Hopefully, can announce who that guy is pretty, pretty soon. Pretty. We uh, we used to work with a coach who said his and, and and he was a great coach and he won a lot of football games. And we were doing an interview like this, and he, you know, he stopped me. He goes after the interview, we were talking. He goes, Randall, I coach kids, 
But the majority of my job as the head coach is an organizational. It's to figure ahead the program, but it's coaching coaches. He said, that's, that's a huge part of my game or my, my job. So when you, and, and you just being a fresh head coach, when you uh, bring someone into the program, you've got to install your system and decide their head also, do you not? Correct. Yeah, you have to. Uh, for example, I had a guy that, that I was hoping I was going to get spread-oriented. Been with him before. Me and him think a lot alike. Thought I had him and fell through. I get it. Um, but when you get a guy that don't, you don't know, he may be an I-formation guy. He may yeah. Be, guy maybe a 22 personnel he loves 22 person you know he, he wants he wants to be in there top foot to foot let's down gap kick route and let's go downhill <laughs> so then then it's teaching them zone and why we love zone and why we love to spread the field i'm saying i don't love that football i love that football we done a little bit of that last year we you know spread we want to be hard nosed and spread it's just people don't see it that way um yeah they think because you line up five wide, you're not a physical football team. And I, everything about spread football and every good spread football team starts with a physical running game. And you've got to be able to run the football. Yeah, too. You know, we spread them out. We try to get numbers in the box. But our line's got to play physical. we got to run the ball hard. Um, and you got to set a tone with the running game. And if you set a tone with the running game, you're going to open up the back end. Uh, for what you want on the back end. If somebody's able to play too high against you and stop the run, uh, more than likely you're going to have a tough night. You're not going to be very successful uh, in the game if you can't run the football. You can't. I love spreading. And I love throwing the football more than just as much as anybody else does. But uh, I know what. I know what wins football games, and it ain't throwing it 65 times. Um, there's nothing. You can win games like that. Um go back. I can't think of many national championship teams that's done it. Uh, I mean, you got Joe Burrow. They probably threw it 40. I mean, they threw it a lot. Uh, LSU's probably the one I remember the most, but most teams have a really good running attack to go with with what they're throwing. You don't know uh, what I mean by you don't see Texas Tech winning national championships when, when uh, what's his name was there. You don't see Mississippi State or any air raid guy Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, has he won a national championship yet? Been beat a lot in those playoffs. He's won, yeah. So, but it, it is tough to aerate it out and win football games. But Lincoln, also, I love Coach Riley. He does a really good – they do a good job running the football. Um, it's just tough to, for a Big 12 team to be the SEC team. It's just it's – just Yeah. Like you know, and uh, we don't talk about a lot of other football. You might see Coach Riley look a little different in L.A. now. Because mm-hmm. there, there's probably a quality of athlete he can get into USC that, you know, maybe he couldn't at Oklahoma. He's great. Uh, he'll have more money to spend out there. Yeah, he'll, absolutely. He'll be able to fill his uh, minor league team with as many as he can get because that's what college football started into his minor league. And we spent $8 million on a quarterback up in Knoxville. You know, I, I hope that was a good investment. I, I mean, I hope he pans out. He didn't even play the snap. He's making more money than – all three of us combined. Times 12. The, the one I liked is uh, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh's got more money to, on an NIL to go to USC than Juju Smith-Schuster got to go from the Steelers to the Cardinals. So They're going to have to cap it. They're going to have to cap it. 
They're going to have to. Howie Cheney, this has been a great show. You got anything else to keep going? Because I could sit here and let Coach Van school me on the better parts of football all night. Uh, I was going to ask about what they were going to do this summer to make the team more together, camaraderie going on, but it's not like that's going to be a surprise to the team, so I, I won't that. Uh, you know, I won't try to get an answer, but I think you had a, uh, the little guys had a team camp last week or something. How did that turn out? You had a camp last week, kids, uh, kids camp, wasn't it last weekend? No, no, it's coming up though. Coming okay. Up. Talk about it. Well, yeah, real quick. There was a basketball team camp last week. Basketball okay. Camp. Yeah. We're, they went to Alabama. Well, what is the camp, Coach, real fast? And we'll let this be the final question. Say that again. What What's the camp, camp going to be like for the football camp? The kids camp? Yep. Um, I post the itinerary, I believe, uh, off the top of my head. It's going to be somebody broken into sections because uh, we're doing it kind of all on one day, uh, packing it all into one day. And uh, we got a lot of individual work. We'll do a lot of uh, teaching with, with our position coaches there. Working it. We'll have like an agility circuit, then we'll have an offensive a circuit, and then we'll go break up in the position groups that they want to go to, and then they'll work there with the Indy. Uh, and then we'll do some Bama ball, and then about halfway through, we're going to try to get them a snack, some water, uh, let, them, let them see our weight room and stuff, go back out, and uh, finish up the day with another a group more defense-oriented side, and then finish up with Bama ball again, let them play and have fun, but uh, I like being around them kids, and uh, how old are they? I probably learn more from them in, in a couple hours than they do from me. <laughs> I enjoy being around them and, and, and talking to them and, and seeing the future of this program. How old's the camp kids' age, coach? I want to say it's five to twelve. Okay, here's the question I got. Five, five thirteen. Yeah, you put me on the spot. Oh well. I just want to. It's on up. Facebook, though. If you go to Facebook, it'll tell you that if, if you're watching and you, and you want to know, go to Facebook. It's on there. You ever see a kid come through and he's maybe a fourth grader and go, "Woo! Can't wait for another four years." He, yeah, he's gonna yeah. fill out. Oh, I saw a couple last year. A few little athletes out there that play. And, uh, spread will look real good with, with some of them athletes out there. So <laughs> we're excited about them kids. Uh, you know. And, we just want to win football games, no matter how we got to do it. If we have to get double tight ends and uh, run Coach Menefield's offense down here in Sylvania, we'll just have to do what we got to do to win football games. But I can assure you, we're going to make sure we match our what I feel like is our scheme best and our personnel. Uh, <laughs> for the foreseeable future, though, I can tell you, I think we have spread personnel in the building and and in that school. So, let, let me tell you, coaches, I thought. So my fault. My apologies on that. I thought uh, you had that camp yesterday. Oh, coach, uh, I'll tell you as a play-by-play guy who who had a coach for a decade that played wing T, whose biggest split was three inches, and then last year we went to the the five wide and let it fly. It's a lot more fun in the booth to call thirty-five pass plays. Then 35 end around guts, wing back around. You know, it, it, it gets a little more exciting up there when you go, well, we're 
When, I always describe it this way, Coach. When I cannot get all your receivers set by the time you snap the football, you've got something going. That's right. That's right. That's where we want to be. You need to come up and call one of our games. Oh, we were, you know, we're working on something right now. And I think uh, they might be a window there. We'll talk We'll talk at Wingfest. They might be a window for us to get something done. Um, so, um Definitely, I would love to. Uh, I called my first ever game at Sylvania High School back in 1991. So it's, it's a homecoming. Hey. It's a homecoming. Yeah. yeah. First games, wherever you call your first game, that's home now. Yeah, well, that's the reason I'm back here on the Tyler Van Show and uh, trying to extend my what I'm telling Howie all the time. I'm 55, Coach. I got to work about seven more years before somebody's going to give me a check. Then I'm moving on Howie's back acres, and y'all going to have me all the time. I'm just going to be at school. You just give me a volunteer. I'll be like your version of radio. Uh, I'll, <laughs> oh, be, come I'll on. be a 70-year-old freshman. Come on. All right. Well, Howie Cheney, and, and again, everybody, we're going to go more. As we get closer, we're, we're letting Coach Van have a little break from it. But when we get football season, every game we'll be on here discussing something and i think i kind of figured out a couple of things and i'll probably get on and watch the games on sunday mornings after church and then maybe we can record after that uh monday sometime or whatever your schedule is but definitely i, I want to get on and watch the game and have everything in front of me and, and it's going to be exciting we're working on a system to upload plays and coach if if, if i upload one and you tell me no you can't show that one again i don't know it's a really good play <laughs> uh, I get everybody's got everything we got anyways. So I didn't, you ain't gonna surprise Marty. I didn't invent anything. So I, I just I steal everything I got. Now I think any coach nowadays that tell you they invented something lying to you because we're in twenty twenty two. Not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of new things out there. Um we may do a few things that may not be what somebody else would do, or we may do things that everybody does. But, you know, Coach, the one thing that you talk about and we talk about a lot, you can run the same play out of a bunch of different formations. I think that's the wave of football today. Yeah, formations and motions, it's it's tough. I think it's you know, as a play caller. I think I've said it before. We're not trying to trick the defense coordinator. We're just trying to mess with them 17-, 16-year-old kids out there that's trying to get lined up and, and trust their eyes. It's, I coach them out there on defense. I see them on defense, and uh, it's hard. It's hard. Defense is tough. Yeah, I got a playbook. Sometime I'll bring you down. You 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 can steal all my plays uh, that you can steal. But let me tell you, somehow we got to figure out how to snap the football to the tight end to start a couple of them. But <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Howie Chaney, you got anything to finish up, buddy? No, sir. We're good to go. Change time. All right, Coach Van, you got anything else to promote? We got everything out there pretty much. I know one thing we got to promote. Congratulations, Coach Tyler Van and his better half. Last week, wedding anniversary. The secret of any good coach is a better wife. So we got to give a shout out to Hannah, of course, Coach. Right. You put me on the spot there. Right? Yeah, you got to get it out there. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a good one, you know. She's uh, I've told you before, I lucked up. She's 
her dad was a coach, and she kind of knows how it is. Don't mean she don't get mad and aggravated that I'm gone all the time, but uh, she she gets it, and uh, I love her, and I'm, I'm thankful for her. And uh, it's not every day you get to marry your best friend. So. Hey, we love her and thankful for her letting us talk to you all the time. I mean, we take away your time, so uh, coach's wife's tough. It yeah, is tough. It, it would be. Well, for Howie Chaney, for Coach Van, for myself, this has been the Sylvania Football Hour. We'll see you in two weeks and just get closer and closer to that season. Closer and closer. Boy, I'm excited. We'll see you two weeks from now. <laughs>